Welcome to Factum Agri, dedicated to New Zealand's agriculture industry. Each week, I talk with farmers and industry professionals to hear their stories and expert opinions on various industry-related matters that are relevant to both our farming and our urban communities. Wow, what a week of weather here in Canterbury. Over the past few days, we have seen highs in the 20s, 30s, and even 40 degrees Celsius. Very hot indeed. And on Wednesday, I woke to 12 degrees and southerly showers, which was a nice change from the heat, but quite extreme weather all the same. It is an interesting summer weather-wise, and is hitting the regions rather unevenly. Things are looking particularly dry in Northland and the top of the North Island, but it's a very different story down south, with some parts of the South Island receiving ample rainfall. Niwa reports that parts of central Otago have reached as much as 483% of their usual total. Ironically, weather conditions are panning out exactly the opposite to how we expected last year. With conditions not as dry as they were this time last year, it is likely we will see a lift in dairy production over the present season. But only a modest one. Milk production is currently running about 0.7% ahead of last year. Strong gains early in the season have been partly erased by slower growth in recent months. But the December data released by the Dairy Companies Association of New Zealand last week showed things picking up again by 1% for the month versus December 2019. With time still in the season, farmers will be cautiously optimistic. This week, I'm once again looking at the well-being of our farmers. And I'm talking with Paul Rangiwehir, who is an artist and well-being advocate. He uses art to help break down the stigma around mental health and to help normalise the ups and downs of life that we all experience. Let's check in with Paul now. Hello, Paul. Thank you for your time today. Hi, Angus. Uh, thanks for having me. I understand you are an artist and a well-being advocate. Can you tell me a bit about how that works? Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I cottoned on about two in 2014 um, to you know using art as a you know as a way to talk about um, uh, mental health and, and, and well-being. And um, yeah, I created a piece of artwork called a mental warrant of fitness, and um, it, it's been a great way to um, raise awareness uh, about things that you know we're all all experiencing and I realized quickly that you know one of the biggest challenges we face in New Zealand is that we really struggle to talk about how we we feel and so art is a good way to just to soften those edges you know and make it accessible um, to lots of people. What is the top six inches? The top six inches is um, a piece of artwork that I have done um, in conjunction with uh, rural support, and um, uh, I chose the title "Top Six Inches" because if the top six inches of um, anyone's land is in good, um, you know, good shape and healthy, it will yield. Um, and if someone's mind is, is the top six inches, you know, if that's in a good place, then um, they'll achieve, you know, and fulfil their, their potential. So, um, what I've done is I, I wrote um, a body of work. Um, so it's, it's things like, if you feel like quitting, ask yourself why you started. You know, it's 
lots of simple things, you know, um, simple things uh, about about life that people face in rural settings. Um, so there's 38 points on this piece of artwork, and um, it's great because the messages um, talk about things like perspective um, and uh, put on your hand up. You know, we often will call um, a mechanic of the the tractor breaks down or, um, you know, we'll call the vet if uh, something's wrong with one of our animals. But who do we talk, you know, when we're a bit broken or we're a bit down? So it, it discussed, um, it, it uh, creates a conversation through through those points. And, and the great thing about the artwork is that it, it's, it's one, it's enduring um, and it's a point of reference. And, and the second thing is the Rural Support Trust is using it as a fundraiser. So they're going to uh, sell that artwork, which we are doing now. And... Um, and the, the proceeds of the art will, will come back into the Rural Support Trust so they can continue to do, to do the great work that they're doing. Wellbeing is a big topic in our rural communities and suicide rates per 100,000 people outstrip our urban communities. Have you any thoughts around why this might be? I think, you know, one of the big things for me is the, um, the tribal system is under threat and uh, we've seen it in rural communities where... You know, the pub's shut down, the, uh, the post office is gone, the bank's gone, um, you know, farms have got bigger, school closes, you know, and so we have a, um, a real breakdown of the, the tribal system and, and often uh, people can get um, disconnected um, from each other and um, then there's things like, you know, trial by media and public perception, I think especially in recent years, the, um, the, the pressure that has come from that has been um, a lot. Uh, well, there's compliance issues, um, and uh, they continue to grow. And we, we see that we lead the world in terms of our carbon footprint, but still there'll be, there'll be pressure there. And then I think on the back of that, there's, there's always uncertainty. I mean, you look at the farming model, um, it's changing. And, um, you know, it, it uh, requires, you know, people to, um, uh, you know, keep an open mind and, and be able to, to adapt. So there's a lot of pressures. And then we throw in, you know, droughts and... Uh, and world economic, you know, situations, and there's a lot going on, you know. So um, that's that's what I think, and it's a tough job. Um, so, yeah, those, yeah, those are some of the things that I think of. Yeah, indeed. And are there some common themes amongst farmers that you talk to? I, I think there's a common theme amongst um, every one of us, all of mm. us as, as humans, and I think farmers are no different. I mean, you, know, you look at. Uh, I, I guess the balance of, of, of happiness and what it looks like, you know, you have to have um, do some exercise and move, you know, you need to have good rest and sleep. Um, your finances have to be in good shape, you know, you want to have good relationships. Um, you want to feel like you're contributing to something or your emotional health is in a really good place. Um, you know, your mind's in a, in a good place. You've, you've got peace of mind. You've got a good lifestyle and, and you've got enough going on outside of the farm. Um, so, I think all of those things are relevant to, to us, and, and sometimes um, we can, you know, be a bit out of out of balance. Um, that's why the work, like a top six inches, is a is a reference point. It's not the answer to everything, but it's another touch point that helps to try to provide that that balance that I just spoke about. Mm. And how important is it to get off farm or an opportunity to take a different perspective on things? I think that's vital because you, you often get stuck in your own head and in your own in, environment, you know, and, and um, things that are uh, trivial or quite small can sometimes become very big and, 
and all-consuming. So um, to, to step aside uh, out of that, um, I think, is critical because, um, you know, sometimes we think that, uh, you know, we're the only ones suffering from problems or, or we are doing it tough. But, you know, if we, we look outside um, and go outside our, our our normal daily lives, then, you know, we get that uh, perspective. So it's, it's critical. Mm. I think farmers in general are getting better at talking about issues. And like many areas, of course, you know, there's more work to be done. What are some techniques though for farmers who might be struggling well what advice do you have for farmers listening out there i i, th- I think there's a lot of different strategies that we can take you know things like uh, um, learning to calm your mind whether it's you know breathing or doing something like a meditation but i think the key thing um is is really to make a commitment um that you know, you want to be more open. I, I think if anyone looks at where they've been successful in life, they've actually really committed to it. And the other thing um, I think to realise is that uh, we need to be proactive. So, you know, we can't just magic um, change up through a pill or or just from um, one thing on its own. You know, we have to be proactive and, and do plenty of things, you know, and get that, that balance. Um, so... Uh, uh, one of the one piece of advice I think is a great way to start is, is after that you know you make that commitment is, is really to write down you know who was who was in your circle of trust who could you talk to you know is it um, it, it doesn't matter who it is um, but to, to be able to tell someone hey look I, I really um, want to talk about how I, how I feel and and I think to find motivation as well. You know, for, for me, just from a personal perspective, um, I'm motivated to um, to be more vulnerable and open because I, I don't want my children to live in a, in a community where it's okay to take your life. You know, it's okay to be uh, depressed and anxious. And I know those things happen, but in the numbers that they do um, now in, in um, New Zealand, is frightening. So I get motivation from that. So mm. those sort of things, you know, will, will be a good start. Mm. Do you find that people's mental health changes seasonally or is linked to environmental changes or events during the year? Yeah, you know, there's, there's three key areas, really. Um, one is um, social, you know, so ha- how are things going within your, your, your social world and your relationships? Um, secondly, I think environment, environmental is, is a big part of it. You know, if, if um, things are, are a struggle because of the, the, the weather, a drought, for example, well, that's really understandable, isn't it? Mm. And then the third thing is um, psychological. So, you know, there's uh, something going on, you know, in someone's head because of an experience. And, you know, it could be a past trauma, you know, of a sexual nature or of a, of a violent upbringing or uh, seeing something that really, you know, rocked your, your, your world. And I think those three things are, are the, the key elements at, at play. And, you know, I think we need to stop asking each other, you know, what's wrong? with you i think we need to ask each other what's happening to us what's happened to you because you'll find the reason in, in those three things mm. paul what is your view on farmers in the community and their importance i grew up in harwood um i grew up in an agricultural area so for me um they've always um been a um, integral part of, of the community and, and of the, the nation and um, I have a lot of um, support for the uh, industry and excited about the 
the future um, because we're good at what we do and we are um, innovative and we, we, we're leaders. Um, mm. And I want to be associated with um, dynamic, you know, um, industries um, such as the, the farming and agricultural sector. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I share your view. Um, you know, farmers are the backbone of the economy. And as a trading nation, farmers and growers are critical to New Zealand. Do you think our urban friends truly understand just how important the primary industry is? No, I, I don't. Um, I don't because we're very quick um, to put people in boxes and to judge other people. And uh, we are often guided by a, a biased um, uh, sort of input of, of information and 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 ideas and and it's we all like to, you know people do like to have a whipping boy as well and i think that's been a popular thing for our urban friends but if we just um backpedal a, a little little bit i i think one of the struggles is that um our urban friends don't understand our story the farming story you know because mm. the way it's portrayed um is is very biased and it's you know as often as the case in, in in some of the media circles it can be sensationalized and the focus is on the things that go wrong instead of all the things that go right um so yeah it, it, it is always going to be a um a, a challenge to to do that but I, I think as we keep um innovating keep proving ourselves um that view will um will, will change but um people also very have short memories you know you think about if we didn't have our sector, the agricultural sector and farming sector, you know, things would be looking pretty ugly here um, in New Zealand. Mm, indeed, there would be. Paul, there will be people out there right now struggling, and I mean struggling very badly, um, critically so. What do you say to them? Um, my biggest challenge is uh, is to um, is to be open. Um, and uh, and I think that if you're prepared to be vulnerable, you'll realise that um, you will um, experience um, some amazing growth. And um, and I talk through that because of ex- experience. And um, and I realise that you know struggles um, aren't going to last forever. Um, we have uh, lots of different ways that uh, we can we can begin to to you know change that that struggle. And the first one is to um, is to put your hand up and uh, and want want to change. I think that's re- really big and and realise that there's so many people out there who, who want to help and and think about this. So you know when when you've helped someone um, in the past, you feel really good with that experience. So there are lots of people out there who are wanting to share themselves um, because they want to have that feeling about helping you. You know so. Um, to think who that is, and, and just start by saying, "Hey, can we talk? I'm I'm not okay." And uh, you'll be surprised how uh, how quickly you know people will be there for you. You know, and there's no right uh, way to do things. There's no manual that says turn to page 17. Uh, the secret is just to to start to make that commitment and and want because um for for, for more because you deserve more. I think we all do and. Um, and there is, you know, there is, there is help in, in many forms waiting for us um, all out there. I thank you very much for your time and thoughts today, Paul. I um, really enjoyed sharing them. Uh, thanks, Angus. I really enjoyed talking with Paul, and I love the way he is using art 
to help normalize the ups and downs in life that everyone experiences. Hop onto his website, paulrungiwehere.com, to get further info on the great work he is doing. Now, a shot in the arm this week for our farming community, and in particular, our dairy farmers. New research shows New Zealand dairy farmers have the world's lowest carbon footprint, at half the emissions of other international producers. Ag research analysis released on the 27th of January 2021 confirms New Zealand retains its strong position in low emission dairy milk production, with an on-farm carbon footprint 46% less than the average of 18 countries studied. The research analysed 55% of global milk production, including major milk producing countries. New Zealand is the most efficient producer at 0.74 kilograms of carbon dioxide equivalent per kilogram of fat and protein corrected milk, which is 46% less than the average of the countries studied. The average is 1.37 kilograms of carbon dioxide equivalent per kilogram of fat and protein corrected milk. At 0.74 kilograms of carbon dioxide equivalent per kilogram of fat and protein corrected milk, New Zealand was followed by Uruguay at 0.85, Portugal at 0.86, Denmark at 0.9 and Sweden at 1. Peru clocks in as the highest emissions producer among the countries studied at 3.29 kilograms of carbon dioxide equivalent per kilogram of fat and protein corrected milk. Peru is followed by Costa Rica at 2.96 and Kenya at 2.54. The carbon footprint is measured in total greenhouse emissions per kilogram of product. The countries selected have published research that enabled a like-for-like -like comparison. Ag research scientists Andre Mazzetto and Stuart Ledgard led the research, following methodology in line with International Organization for Standardization Standards. Kiwi farmers are world leaders in the production of sustainable, low-carbon milk. This is now underpinned by robust scientific evidence that I believe farmers and all New Zealanders should be proud of. Farmers' continual hard work and investment over decades has contributed to our world-leading status. More work is still to be done, more efficiencies will be sought, and the industry will need to continue to improve if we want to remain world-leading. I know our farmers are dedicated to this, the industry is dedicated to this, and ultimately the market will expect it into the future. Thank you for listening and catch you next time on Factum Agri.